This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as huge camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. another episode of our Known Leader podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rick Prawl. Uh, we are into our third session in this Purity Matter session, and we're really excited to be to the third session because we're done talking about sex, um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about uh, speech in this particular session. Uh, uh, Kelly Butler is here with me uh, as my guest. Kelly, how are you? I'm great. How are Good. you? I'm great. Uh, I'm glad we're to this third session. Let's <laughs> talk about this whole idea of pure speech. Our question this week is, why is it important to keep my speech pure? And our point this week is that your words have influence. I think this will also be a relief for our students um, because our students are always uncomfortable when we're talking about sex. Let's continue this idea about purity and talk about their speech um, because I think for a lot of our students, as we mentioned in the very first podcast, this is probably one of those areas that they don't really stop to think much about when it comes to living a life of purity and the impact, as we're talking about making our faith known, that their influence can have on others through their speech. Um, So let's just jump into this. We're in Proverbs 18 and then Matthew chapter 12. Uh, talking about this, we're going to pick up that uh, that nugget of wisdom from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, and this idea that your speech is powerful. Uh, what do you see there in that verse? Oh, boy, the death and life are in the power of the tongue. That is so intense. It's one of those things that you, you don't realize. You know, when you're younger, you don't really think too much about, about what you're saying. And yeah. even as an adult, we have to monitor what we say, you know, right. but that's a, that's a learned, that's a learned talent. Right. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of practice to learn how to do that. But words can just tear a person apart. They definitely can. And when, when you're younger, you kind of, I don't want to say taller. I, I guess you kind of would tolerate a lot more than you do as you're older. That The stronger right. your, your faith is, the, the stronger your walk is with the Lord. More things are acceptable when you're younger than they are when you're older. Right. Well, and this, that whole idea, he says that the power of life and death, you know, students are walking around saying, well, I haven't killed anybody, right. you know, physically, but how can our words bring life or bring death? Well, there are many kids that are suffering because they feel like they're being bullied by just just hurtful words that um, that they hear. As a kid growing up, I, I heard all kinds of hurtful words in my household. I was belittled all the time, and those I've carried those things with me into adulthood. You know, right. it's not those are wounds that you carry with you forever. So that's that's kind of like death, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like being killed. You can encourage someone, you can lift someone up as well if you um, use the right words. Right. Well, and you mentioned that that whole aspect of bullying, and you know, just this year we've seen several incidents in the news of students who were bullied. You know, with with powerful words that were used against them to the point that they actually committed suicide. Right. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. that we're talking physical death there as well as that, that, you know, that death that, that their speech brought. And so, you know, students need to understand that their speech is powerful. And those of us that work with students, man, we recognize that yes. we see the way, you know, girls, talk to girls, um, and especially on Facebook, you know, we don't see a lot of, you know, guy on guy stuff on Facebook. It seems like it's always girls on Facebook yes. that are just, you know, you know, putting posts out there. And we talk about, you know, our speech being powerful. Man, the printed word that's out there on Facebook for everybody to see is powerful. Yes. Um, is, 
how do you guys deal with that at your church with your students, when, especially in the area of Facebook and some of the things out there? Um, well, fortunately for us, our kids, a lot of them don't have Facebook. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, but, I, but I've noticed it just um, having my daughter in junior high school, so watching her and her friends. Yeah. Um, and it's really difficult. My niece, even in, in Vegas, she's a Christian. Right. And th- the things that she posts, I kind of have to call her out on it and tell yeah. her, you know, like this isn't. You, you should watch out what you're saying right. and stuff. But that's, I, I guess I don't want to love her to death. You right. know what I mean? By I, I love her so much, but I, I have to tell her. Right. Um, I have to correct her. Otherwise, she doesn't realize what she's sure. doing. And I think know? that's a really good point that, you know, as leaders to to gently share with students. I oftentimes will do that just in a private message um, or just a little chat yes. box with students. Just say, hey, man, yes. I saw your post. You know, is that the best reflection of Christ um, and yes. your relationship with Christ? And, you know, not to not to twist their arms to take it down, but, you know, oftentimes they'll go ahead and do that. So. Well, you're absolutely right, too. It has to be done in private as well. Right. You can't call them out because then that, that that's just as hurtful. Right. You know, there then that then you, there's a pride issue that gets in the way. Definitely. There. Well, that Proverbs passage is going to set up the rest of this study that you know our speech is powerful. We're going to jump over to Matthew chapter 12 um, and just look first of all at verses 33 through 35 with this life principle that your words reflect your heart. What do you see there in that passage? What did Jesus have to say about this? Oh, Jesus, he says, "How can you speak good when you're evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." This is, um, you know, it's a true reflection of who you are deep down inside. The words that come out of your mouth, they're who you are. You know, if you're if you're thinking good thoughts, if you're um, thinking loving words or thinking encouraging words, that's going to come out. I mean, if you have those thoughts, that's what's going to come out in your speech. You know, so we have to be careful what we're thinking because that's that reflects right. who we are. Well, I think it's important leaders also that you point out that, you know, who Jesus is talking to. He's talking to the Pharisees, the religious guys. Right. And their words were just like so far out of bounds that Jesus, you know, called them out on it and said, you know, that's just not going to work. And we need to help students understand that the reality that what comes out of our mouth often is a reflection of our heart. And mm-hmm. I've often used this passage to just challenge students that are having a difficulty with, with profanity, you know, guys yes. on sports teams mm-hmm. that, you know, if that's coming out of your mouth, is that, is that in your heart? As a student, as a teenager, I struggle with, with profanity mm-hmm. um, and vulgar speech. And it was, it became an issue as a young Christian that, you know, I just, I prayed and said, God, man, I don't want to talk like that um, because that's not a reflection of you. And, and as leaders, we need to be able to encourage students to do that. I think one of the dangers, Kelly, is as leaders that, you know, we hear students use, you know, a curse word and, and we jump all over them and, right. and just beat them up and right. say, man, you shouldn't speak like that. To recognize that that is a struggle. Leaders, if that's not a struggle that you've dealt with, man, that's wonderful. And <laughs> praise God for that, because that is a big struggle for a lot of us um, in the area of our language. Kelly, we're going to jump over to the rest of those verses, 36 through 37, with this idea that God will hold you accountable um, for the words that we use. What do you see there in those verses? Uh, he says that he's going to judge us for, uh, we'll have to give an account for every careless word we speak. That is, um, by our words will be justified, by our words will be condemned. And that that's powerful to me because I I try not to and I and the older I get the more um, my faith grows the the less it happens but I still find myself careless with my words and mm-hmm. I and I find that I have to seek people out that when I, I think about it after they've left after I've left a situation and I think 
man, that was really, that was careless of what I said. And I have to actually find them and apologize to them, sit them down and say, oh my goodness, I wasn't thinking. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. That actually happened last night. I don't (laughs) want to have to admit that, but I do. Um, I actually had to find one of my campers and apologize to them. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, I, if I, if you don't apologize, if if you don't pick up from where you left off and, and you don't correct it, um, that they can carry that with them. But I find that a simple apology or a simple, I'm sorry, let's get past this right. usually can heal the, the wounds right away. Um, well, and as we look at that passage, he talks about, you know, careless words. Um, how do we, how do we help students understand what that means when Jesus said careless words? Um, well, we have to to make it real for them to understand that what they say is affecting more than just themselves. Wait, and I, you know, for me, with some of the students I work with, that careless words often comes out in in things that, especially you know, that they post online. You know, just their quick reaction to a situation. Um, you know, they get a bad grade in school and they just write something just terrible on on Facebook, or mm-hmm. they've had a bad experience, um, or a you know a drama situation, and they post that. Or careless words with text. You know, somebody sends you something and you. Text them really fast without stopping to think about it. It comes back to all this to help students to, to think about that, man, your speech is powerful. You need to reflect on what you're going to say because you are going to be held accountable. You know, God's going to hold us accountable. I don't think students think about that a lot, kind of like what we talked about before because, you know, Jesus isn't physically here. Um, and unlike our, you know, our parents that will often hold us physically accountable for stuff, you know, how does God do that? And that can be a, a struggle for a lot of our students. Mm-hmm. Um, a personal experience. I mean, just like you're saying how people post things on Facebook and stuff. This is um, something I've been noticing lately is that Facebook seems to be a venting spot. People will just put right. a quick post <laughs> about, Oh, this sucks or this is horrible, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And it just becomes this ball of negativity, you know? Right. And, and I find myself feeling negative when I read all those posts and then I see one post that's positive yeah. and uplifting. And then I'm like, Oh, I feel so much better, you know, so you, you know, when you, you, we have to realize that when we say something negative, even if it's not towards someone else, it's just a a heavy sigh, it still affects people around you with, you know, like how, how we think. So, well, that'd be a great point. That'd be a great thing for leaders to take away from this, to encourage students to, you know, spend this next week, you know, everything that you post, you know, make it a positive post, um, Mm -hmm. make it a God honoring, God reflecting kind of a post Mm -hmm. on, on Facebook would be a good, a good deal. Some, (laughs) some students may not be able to post anything and (laughs) might not post anything for a week, but to encourage them to uh, be, be careful with what they're doing. You know, leaders also, as you're getting into the wrap it up section of this session, there's a question in there to to just discuss with students. Obviously this is a reflective question to get them to think about it. Are you pleased or ashamed of your recent words, the things you spoke this week? That can be a real eye opening experience for a lot of our students to actually just have them stop and think about what kind of reflection is my speech this week of who I really am? Does my speech reflect my relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, leaders, as we wrap this one up again, our question, why is it important to keep my speech pure? And the point we're getting to this week is that your words have influence, and we use three life principles. Because your speech is powerful, your words reflect your heart, and God will hold you accountable. We're going to wrap up this entire unit of purity next week as we talk about the idea of keeping our thoughts pure. So join us again next week. <laughs>